I won't begin to guess how true this is in other cultures, but in my experience, it's very true. But it's definitely true in our culture. And it is a lie. It's a pretty big lie. And it's this. This is not working. So can you go to the next slide, please? No, I'm not seeing anything. We are our own and belong to ourselves. So we create our own identity. You will hear this in all sorts of ways. The emphasis is constantly that it is up to you to decide who you are. But again, I'm telling you, this is just not true. It's naive at best to think that you are not influenced by all the people around you, by all the the major aspects that influence culturally what we become. I I think it's just exceptionally stupid. Because you do not get to just solely decide who you're going to be. And it's a lie. It begins when, when you have kids sometimes, or you are a kid, and the parents begin to say, you can be whatever you want to be. I'm sorry, that's not true. Now, I have a five and a four-year-old, and I don't adamantly tell them too much to them because I want to create a place where they feel that the world is big enough that they can do some things. But the reality is we all can't be what we want to be. And, And when we attempt to create our own identity, the amount of stress and anxiety that that puts on us is uncountable. It's immeasurable. Because we are constantly asked to decide what we're about and what we're becoming. All the while, if we're believing in this lie, we're basically ignoring the fact that we are currently being influenced in all sorts of ways. So instead of recognizing that the people around us, that the media we participate in, that the stories that are told to us every day in all sorts of ways are not forming us, And then we're having anxiety about trying to decide who we're going to be. None of that goes well together. It doesn't mash up very well. And so one of the things that we have to be clear about is, is that we are not our own. And you will hear it. Just listen, even quietly at times. Listen to the ways that this is suggested. Sorry, my screen is not working, so I'm going to be awkward. You, nope, go back. You can't trust yourself because we are capable of tremendous self-deception. And someone that I've been reading recently, a guy named Alan Noble, he says it this way. Maybe you are least true to yourself when you are trying to be like yourself. So in other words, when you decide at that moment, this is what my identity needs to be, and you are solely trying to live into that sort of identity, you are putting so much pressure on yourself to be that person. But here's the truth. We lie to ourselves all the time. In fact, the person most of the time that does not see who we are the most is our very selves. This is why it's important to get out of ourselves, to find people who speak truth. 
You know, last week when I spoke in chapel and I said I share the same message every year and said, my prayer is that all of us are made uncomfortable. This is one of the primary ways that we're made uncomfortable. This is one of the primary ways that God works in our life. He puts people into our lives that said, you know, you might not be seeing things very well here. If you do not have people in your life who can speak truth, you need to find them now. People that you trust to listen, to respect you, but to speak truth into your life. And let's be honest, most of us are not good at receiving that wisdom. Well, first and foremost, there's a lot of us that don't choose wisely who needs to be sharing it with us. So let's put that aside for a moment. But then you have a coach that shares what your problem is. You have a professor who decides to call you out for the first time in your life. You have other significant friends who enter into your life and have something to say. And our first inclination in those moments is to become defensive and push away. But one of the things that I just want to speak truth, at least at this point in the semester, as we enter this new academic year, is the fact that we need to realize that it is is necessary that we have people who can look at us directly in the eye and that we trust and can say, you need to hear this. Because we don't have enough of those people. And we don't trust them enough at times. And so this is so incredibly important. I want to share this. We do not exist in a society of people flourishing. Look in your own life. Look in the lives of the people around you. And notice how much they self-medicate. Let's get honest for a moment. At this point in the school year, what do we do to self-medicate? The options are endless. It's things to fill space in our life because there's something there that is missing. There's something there that's not right. And you might think, oh, it's just a little habit or it's just something that I do on the side to kind of keep me going, to keep ahead of my busy schedule, to keep the anxiety at bay. But let me be very clear about this at this point in the semester. We're going to talk more about this from different people throughout the year. But I want to be very clear about this. Most of that is self-medicating. It is actually not helping you. It is harming you. It is deafening the pain and the voices in your life, in your head, within your very soul that are telling you something is not right. And last week, I encouraged us to lean into that discomfort. We lean into that discomfort by by not ignoring things, but by engaging them. Now, we got to do it in a healthy place. We got to do it in a place where we trust other people to help walk alongside us in doing that. And you've got to begin to find that. And then let me just add something else at this moment in time. My guess is you will never have a context in your life where there are so many people that are actually ready in a mature way to walk alongside you. And so if you waste that opportunity, that's on you. You will not have this opportunity again where you work even where you go to church sometimes, even those places, your family, even your immediate family that you love most, they will not always be places of health and maturity to walk alongside you. But you have that opportunity here. So I want to share this. From the book of Colossians, when Paul has to share what it looks like to find that place of maturity. Since then, You've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, 
where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. I want to be very clear right at the beginning of the year. If you want to flourish in your life and not merely survive, then get in Christ. There is no other option that will provide flourishing. Come have that conversation with me. I'm willing to have it any time. I've been around long enough at this point. I've been in ministry long enough where I've had real conversations with people in all sorts of contexts. I'm here to tell you there is no other option. I want you to go to the well where that Samaritan woman is. I want you to look Jesus in the eye, and I want you to discover what he has to say about you and about what he has to offer. You cannot find an identity on your own. Here's the other thing. You are constantly being formed by things around you. So here's your choice. Make a good decision about where your identity will be formed. You will not find it anywhere else but in Christ. Human life is simply too hard and too miraculous to lack a purpose. We need something to make sense of the fact that we are alive and justify that life. Do you have courage to find something that has meaning? This year, our theme in chapel, at least this semester, I'm planning on the rest of the year, is identity. I want us to make good, healthy decisions about where we find our lives about where we're being called to go in the future. I want us to make real difficult conversations about what that might look like. I do not want to waste our time in here and other places that we have opportunities together. I want us to have real conversations that matter. I want to talk about difficult things, and I want to invite you to join me. There will be all sorts of people sharing at the well this year, all sorts of people from all sorts of backgrounds. Hear what they have to say. Hear what God is saying through them. But most importantly, please, for your own sake, for your own identity, take that first step. Figure out what's most important to you. And if you don't buy into all of this, fine. I just ask you to take the chance because I'm telling you again, you might not believe me for a good 10 or 20 years, but this is the truth. There is no other good option. You will not flourish. You will only survive if you do that. But in Christ, God welcomes all of us to flourish, to be raised up and be with him. Thank you.